Hi, friends. Welcome to the Fit Christian Woman podcast, where we make health and fitness fun, inspirational, and transformative from the inside out. I'm your host, Kelsey Bryant. I'm a wife, mom, daughter of the king, and a clinical exercise physiologist. I'm here to help you finally find a fitness plan that works for you and glorifies Jesus. So fill up your water jug, put on your yoga pants. It's time to get fit. Hey ladies, welcome in. Today you will hear an episode that I recorded with Elizabeth Andreevsky, and she talks about stress. And if you heard my last episode last week, I talked about the busy season of life I'm in as I've taken on a new business. And if you're interested in knowing more about that or finding out how you can train with me, please, please, please reach out. You can email me at hello at kelsey-bryant.com to hear more about that. But we are all in a season of stress, right? Schools started back, new routines are happening, schedules are shifting, things are always changing. And if you feel the same way, if you feel like there's just stress all around and you want to be calm and you want to find those things that allow you to create space, allow you to create peace in your own life, then this episode will bless you. Go ahead and check it out. Listen in. And I would love it if you would let me know if you're liking the podcast. And you can do that by leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. Or you can click and subscribe on Spotify or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. But I'm so thankful for you. And the review really gets the word out that I'm here, that other women can be encouraged in their fitness journey, in their healthy lifestyle changes. So please leave a review and make sure you subscribe so you get all of the episodes delivered into your library so you won't miss a thing. Let's take a listen. Hey ladies, welcome in Fit Friends. I have a special guest today. It is Elizabeth Andreevsky, and she is a podcast host of the Emotionally Healthy Legacy podcast, and she is a stress management coach for moms. So I'm so excited that she is here. She's going to unleash some of her knowledge, give us an idea of how we can lessen the stress in our lives and just be better for ourselves and our families. So welcome so much. Thank you for being here. I am so glad to be here. Why don't you give the listeners a little dive into you and tell them what you do and let them explore you. Yeah. So my name is Elizabeth. I am a mom of four kids. I have a 10-year-old, a seven, a five-year-old, all boys, and then a baby girl who's 10 months old. So we definitely have a full household. I can tell you that lots of energy in our home. And I am actually a highly sensitive person. So I have to implement all these things that I teach on a regular basis, because if I didn't, I think I would be so stressed out and so overwhelmed. How this journey started for me is a few years ago, I was struggling parenting my youngest, and I ended up going to counseling to find ways that I can get my child to do what I want him to do. So like my goal was to control him more Mm -hmm. because I felt like I was just drained all day long because he took so much of my energy. And I was introduced to gentle parenting or like respectful parenting. 
there's a whole new shift into this sort of parenting in the last few years, I feel like. And it's about teaching your kids ways to regulate their emotions in a healthy way and communicate and like being respectful to them and teaching them respect. I think it's like versus, oh, I need to control my child with everything they do. It's like you're guiding them in a respectful way. And it's very different from the way I was parented. And once I started to implement it, I was really struggling. I felt like I was constantly failing and I couldn't remember any of the things that I learned to do. And around the same time, I bought a course from Ali Kasazam and it was unburdened. And one of the things I was teaching in there to prioritize mom's needs and kind of have a morning ritual that will support you for the day. It takes care of your needs, but it's not just superficial like self-care. It's more like deeper self-care. And once I started to kind of incorporate that in my day, I started to do practices that calm my nervous system down and prioritize my basic needs. I started to notice that I was being a lot more patient and calm with my children and able to implement the strategies I was actually learning in counseling. I had the energy And the ability to like remember those things and implement them in real life. And I found out that kind of through my story is that a lot of moms feel like they're failing and they have so much mom guilt for yelling at their kids and just really struggling. And the reason is because they are burned out and running and empty. And oftentimes it's not a spiritual issue, which actually comes from like my childhood oftentimes things were really over spiritualized in the church and things are like well if you have anger issues well you are not a good mom because you're doing this and you're yelling and sometimes it's like no she is so burned out she is so overwhelmed she doesn't have a support system she's literally just sleep deprived all she needs to do is get some sleep and she will be a whole new person So that kind of put me on this path that I want to support moms and teach them how to prioritize their needs without guilt and teach them ways to calm their nervous system down so then they can be more grounded and patient with their little ones. That's beautiful. I think having that time set apart, that morning routine is so important. If it's time in the word, it's so uplifting. And then you can do additional things too, taking time to meditate, taking time to have a cup of coffee by yourself. How would you coach someone to start a morning routine if they're like, if that's my answer, I'm ready to go? Because you made it so relatable. So many mamas are out there. They are. They're just like stretched so thin. So if they can take some time, how do you recommend them doing that? Yeah. So if your schedule allows, you're not like working night shifts and stuff. And Obviously, if you have a newborn baby, you're in a little different season. But I'd say if your baby is past six months old and your baby is a poor sleeper, look into sleep training. There are sleep trainers that don't do cry it out method. I would highly recommend because when you are sleep deprived, your brain literally cannot be rational or make positive choices. It doesn't have the energy to do that. So it is really important for moms to get good night's sleep and going to sleep at a reasonable hour. And that may be means put your phone away somewhere else so you're not distracted and scrolling through, right? But I recommend my mamas, if they don't get up before their kids, if they can get up like half an hour before their kiddos. Uh, The client I'm working with right now, she's like, it makes such a difference how I feel 
during the day when I get up and not just jump into my day right away by like taking a shower and making breakfast. If I have some of that time for myself and creating practices that involve some sort of stillness. And for me as a Christian, I read the Bible, I pray, and I like to journal. That's for me. I get all my thoughts on paper. That's how I process things. I write things that I'm grateful for. Or sometimes I literally just sit there in silence and just pray to God and tell him all the things I'm grateful for and things that are on my heart. And just being in silence and just stillness is so calming to your nervous system. And like it helps you throughout the day, just have a lot more tolerance to things that are not going your way. So if like your max is a 10, that's when you blow up and you wake up and with your kids and you're an eight, like you have very little wiggle room to handle things like a meltdown or running late or just things not going your way versus if you wake up at an eight and then you have your morning ritual and it gets you down to like a four or a three or maybe a one, you have so much more tolerance to handle things during the day with being less reactive. You're like more proactive. And I promise you, you feel so much better. Like until you try it and then you stop, you don't like realize the benefits of it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I miss it so much. So now every time if I choose to sleep in and not do my morning, I beat myself up for it in the sense of like, oh my gosh, I know how good it feels to get up in the morning. I could have gotten up half an hour earlier and just use that time wisely. And no phones. You cannot use your phone. No social media, no laptop, no email. This has to be time that as a Christian, for me, it's like connecting with God and just doing like practices that support my mental health as well by gratitude and like journaling. Those things are really, really helpful for your mental health. So yeah, that's kind of like how I start my mornings. I need at least half an hour. Like for me personally, being a highly sensitive person who has four kids <laughs> to keep track of, three boys that are super active, I personally need half an hour. And I think for most moms, half an hour is a really good number. Definitely. That's about what I spend my practice into. And I feel the exact same way when I miss it, or if I miss it for multiple days, I can see the difference what the way I react to my children, and the way I even treat myself. And then I see it spill into my food choices as well. I seem to be going for the more fatty foods or the higher caloric foods to kind of soothe and take precedence because when we're stressed, we do that. So this can play into all the well-beings of us from physical, mental, spiritual. And so it's really good, Elizabeth. Thank you for sharing. Now, how do you help coach women to prioritize this need really without guilt? Yeah, that's the problem. A lot of moms feel really guilty for prioritizing their needs. They either feel like they always have to be with their kids, that that's like, what a mom should do, or they feel that it's a waste of time to sit there and journal or read the Bible or meditate or do a gratitude list. They're like, I have all these things that I need to do. I have to go, 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 go. And like, that was my thing. I felt like it's a waste of time because I grew up in a household where my mom always was productive and she still is. She cannot sit down and just rest. She always has to do stuff and multitask. And I felt like that is what is normal. And so for me, I struggled and I felt like 
I'm wasting my time. I need to be more productive. I feel guilty sitting there not doing anything, right? Like technically you're not doing anything productive in that sense, right? You're not washing dishes or doing laundry. And so for me, that's kind of where my guilt came in. And I know that that's why a lot of moms feel, they feel like it's a waste of time. They could be doing other things. And and I actually had to write down the benefits of me sitting down and taking this time, how that affects me as a mom, how that helps me show up as a better version of myself. It helps me connect with God. It prioritizes my spiritual well-being because like God tells us that draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And like if we prioritize God, all these other things will line up in our life, right? For me, that is really, really important. And so it gives me an opportunity to connect with God. So if you feel like you don't have time to spend time with God, your life is too busy. There are things in your life. I'm sorry. I know this might be hard to hear that need to be like audited and maybe taken out. Maybe you need to cut out a sport activity for one of your kids because if it's affecting you in a way that you're constantly reacting and just yelling at your family left and right because you're so overwhelmed, there are things that you need to say no to. But let's come back to prioritizing it without guilt. I had to write down the benefits of me taking time for myself. How that affected me as a mom, I'm a lot more patient. I'm a lot more calm. I feel internally much better. I use that time intentionally to connect with God. And it doesn't just serve me. It serves the rest of the family. I'm modeling to my kids as well how to set boundaries and say yes to things that are important and valuable down the road. If you think 30 years from now, is it the pile of dishes and the load of laundry that really matters? Or is it your connection with God and how you were able to show up alongside your kids when they were, you know, struggling because you had the mental and emotional energy because you were in a good place yourself? I love it. I think you've got it exactly right. We are so used to busyness or my mother was the same way. So I thought that that's how you were a good mom. But for me, um, I'm a highly sensitive person as well. And then I see that my daughter also walks in that or, you know, in the Christian world, sometimes we call that empathetic and she has that gift as well. So it's like our children are sometimes always a challenge and a blessing and a self-reflection and God teaching us how to be better for us and them. And I think he's given me her because she's so much like me when I was little that I can now see and help her operate in our environment take time to pause and relax and settle down because she's just so stimulated and overwhelmed by everything that's going on. And so it's kind of been a journey as I've walked through it. I've brought her along with it because those things matter and it's not the dishes and the laundry and it's not the things of the here and now, but raising up our children, taking time to raise up ourselves to God's always sanctifying us. He's always purifying us and bringing us closer and teaching us how to be more like him. Those are the things that should take priority over the things that are here and of this world. And I think that you yeah. just beautifully show us how to connect that. And I wanted to point that something out. I did a post on it like a long time ago, but you know what? Jesus walked away and had some time to connect with God and have some alone time. He walked away from the crowd he would literally leave them alone and just go to a place by himself to decompress, recharge, and connect with God. 
there's nothing wrong with that. If you're also a highly sensitive person or an introvert, right? Some people are extroverts. My mom is an extrovert. She doesn't ever need alone time. I am an introvert. I need that time to decompress, to recharge, to show up with more energy for my family to take better care of them. And that's not selfish at all. It's like you're doing the best. You're taking care of yourself so you can show up in a better way for your family versus if you push past your limits, if you keep pushing through, you're going to be more resentful. That's going to show up in agitation and frustration. It's going to show up in your tone and you want it or not, it's going to come out in negative ways towards your family versus if you say, hey, I love you guys, but today you guys are going to bed a little bit early because mama needs some alone time so I can be a better mom for you tomorrow. And you use that time to either read a book or take a bath or you can journal. Like I love journaling. It gets all my thoughts out and all that overwhelm and anything that's swirling in my head I put on paper. It makes me feel so much better. That's beautiful. If we are feeling stressed. What are some of the ways that we can identify that? Or how can we kind of help ourselves in those moments? Okay, so how do you identify if you're stressed? Well, there's like physical symptoms. Oftentimes, you're super tense. And the biggest thing, when your brain is under stress, you find yourself reacting. You're saying things you don't mean. You're really overwhelmed. You're more agitated. You're a lot more triggered and snappy. That's when you recognize, okay, something's going on. It could be basic unmet needs, like you're just tired and need some sleep. It could be that you need to eat something and something nutritious for your body. You're just so hungry and you're reactive. And it could be just you need some time to decompress and just slow down. Let's say your schedule has been so busy and you're go, 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 and your body and brain literally has no time to decompress and recharge. I think the biggest thing, it shows up either in like tense in our body, like you can get headaches and just even stomach issues because there's just so much stress and or it shows up in negative behaviors. And we're talking here right now in our life about controllable stress because there's things out of your control. If you lost a parent or you got in a car accident or like there's other things that are in a life out of our control. And that's like a little different way to manage it. But we're talking about regular motherhood, daily stressors, right? Like with little kids and just rushing out the door and having nothing for dinner and just constantly go, 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 go. And we're talking about those little things. I think once you can identify some of them, then you get to adjust them. But what's realistic? Am I supposed to identify these and figure them out overnight? Or how does that process look? Yeah, so typically with my clients, we kind of take an audit of their life. Kind of what is your life like right now? What are some things that are serving you? What are some things that are really draining and weighing heavy on you and are creating stress? Are you committed to too many things? That's a huge one. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, Christian or not, we feel the pressure that we need to say yes to so many things, right? For To all these school things that our kids are doing and all these church things. And we take on so much on our plate. We don't have a single evening off during the week. We constantly go with all these sports activities and we're so worn out and burnt out and we just literally need to set some boundaries and say no to some things that are draining and not serving our family at all that's one of the biggest things that I tell moms I'm like you need to say no to a lot of things that are just 
too much. It's just too much right now. And like in the long run, 30 years from now, your kids will benefit from a peaceful home versus them being pulled in all these different sports and activities. I think you're exactly right. Giving ourselves permission to say no. And our husbands rely on us too. I think at least my husband does. I'm kind of the gatekeeper of the family. So if I don't want us to be a stressful family, then I have to protect our schedule. And my children are still young, so they haven't asked to do a lot of extracurricular. And I'm sure that'll change in each season. But there's a time and a place for it. And I agree completely. We have to realize that our roles as moms, we do get some control over this. And we get to choose how this looks for our family. And it may look different than our neighbor or our girlfriend or a friend on the street. And that's okay, giving ourselves that permission. For sure. And also knowing if you are a highly sensitive person or if you have a child who is a highly sensitive person, you naturally need more time to decompress and recharge because you need typically when people like that are also introverts and they just need extra time. And if you have such a busy schedule, you don't get that time and you will find yourself more reactive. The other thing I teach moms is taking care like of our physical needs because if you're sleep deprived, your body will feel more stressed out, okay? That's just natural. That's everybody. In order for your body to rest and recharge, you need sleep, you know? And feeding your body with nutritious foods and eating food because that sends a safety signal to our brain that we are safe and that lowers the stress response in our brain as well. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Why don't you let listeners know where they can find you if they're feeling max stress, which I'm sure some of my listeners are, how they can work with you and yeah, how to connect. Yeah, definitely. So I have a podcast called Emotionally Healthy Legacy. It's on all podcast platforms. You can find it. Also, I hang out on Instagram under the same name, Emotionally Healthy Legacy. I do have a free resource. It's like Uh, five strategies to calm the overwhelm in your body, like five practical things that you can do right now to reduce that stress response and like the fight or flight and overwhelm in your body. So you guys can definitely do that. And if you want to learn more how to work with me, just send me a DM on Instagram or email me. Perfect. We will have all the links in the show notes. So that way it's easy for listeners to connect with you. And thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening. I hope this episode has really blessed you. And if it has, please tell a friend and leave a review. I appreciate it so much. Plus, it helps to grow the reach of this podcast so more Christian women can find true health too.